Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We roll on into the happy hour. 501 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby, Blake Snell is now a two-time winner of the Cy Young Award. Yep, only Tw- the second. Sorry, Tony. 28 first place votes. Two uh, gentlemen, we assume. Could have been lady and gentlemen. Could have been two ladies. We're going to get those votes, right? I think they, they started to do that, then they kind of backpedaled out of like. It wasn't a names. great idea, I hate to say it. I mean, <laughs> these poor voters were getting thrown under the bus. I mean, if you're in San Francisco and you voted for Logan Webb, you know, because he got a first place vote, I don't think it's fair for people to be necessarily critical of that. You watched him all year long. And I don't know that you'd have to defend yourself. Is that a good? We one? obviously think Blake Snell should have got the uh, let's put our all fa- the first place votes. Let's put but... our fandom aside just for okay. a sec. Yeah, you can make. Can you really make a case? No. Okay. No, and nor could uh, twenty eight or twenty eight. You know, other voters. They all voted for Blake, but uh, one San Francisco or one vote for Logan. Right, one we don't for know Zach where it came from. It could have been for Chicago or right. Miami, for all we know, but. Yeah, I don't know that it's a great idea to but make it, everybody reveal but, their votes. Yeah, maybe not. But then you look on the other side, and Garrett Cole has a— He got them all. He got them all. He got them all. What all he, 30. And, and, you, and listen, Garrett Cole deserved to be the Cy Young Award winner. I'm not saying that. But, but as so you, did Blake. As you mentioned earlier, uh, no one really had a terrific season. In the American Garrett, League. Garrett Cole had the best of the American League. Yeah. Whereas Blake Snell, I thought he he blew he blew the competition really away. Yeah. Nonetheless, we're it's you know we're complaining over two votes. Ultimately, he wins again. Uh, Garrett Cole wins in the American League, and uh, Sonny get... Gray was second to Garrett Cole. Yeah. Kevin Gosman was third. I don't recall him having that great of a year. Honestly, Kevin Gosman, I guess, was good enough for third. Yeah, he pitched well. Blake Snell, there's only one other left-hander in history that has won a Cy Young in both leagues. That guy's pretty entrenched into the Hall of Fame as well. Mm, lefty, you said? The other lefty to win the Cy Young in each league. I'm going to be really irritated when I hear the name because I'm drawing a blank. I'm not right going to give you the name. I'm going to say Big Unit. Oh, Randy. Yeah, that's it. So that's pretty good company for Blake Snell to be in. So really good company to be, yeah, to be in right there. Not they, shabby. These awards, I believe, continue tomorrow. I think we'll have the MVP. We will. Votes tomorrow. Although we can give you the winners right now if you'd like. <laughs> Who you got in the National League? Uh, I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna Jr. Who you got in the American League? Shohei Otani. Yeah, pretty pretty easy. 
Eating's Pretty sure easy that's how peasy. it'll turn out, but we'll see. Uh -oh. you, you never Scraby's know. He's looking at his computer. And I, I thought that they gave out the names, and I searched, and they gave out the names. Oh, do we really want to go down? One name is going to floor you because we've <laughs> talked about him a couple times in the last couple weeks, actually. But Jordan Bastion of MLB.com, he chose Logan Webb, and he's in the Chicago chapter of writers. Okay. Not a hometown boat. This person chose Zach Gallen as their number one. This is who I think it is. Say. And it's from, he's, it's in Arizona, huh? Yeah. I'm not going to say it. It is. Oh, come on. Well, Scraby's going to say it. It then. is our guy, Barry Bloom. Voted for Zach Gallen. Barry Bloom? <laughs> Come on, Barry. Come on, man. It. I mean, it almost I, sounds like you've got something against Blake Snell. I can't wait to talk to Barry about this. Because yeah. I see you know, <laughs> I see Barry all the time. Bo almost, Boomski, I mean, A.K.A. Boomski. Yeah, Boomski. I mean, he has San Diego roots. Yeah, he does. He's here all often covering the Padres. Boomski. This makes me think that Blake Snell blew him off for an interview once or something. I mean, it almost doesn't sounds even sound like, like Blake Snell would do that. I mean, he always does interviews. No, I didn't say he did. I'm just oh, saying oh, sorry, Barry sorry, Bloom sorry. Vo not voting for Blake you. Snell makes it seem like yeah. he's got something you know personally against him. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't really see a reason for that vote. Boomski. Come yeah, on, come on. Let's that. Let me go look at the AL. Let's see. Boomski. Oh, I guess it doesn't really matter. Well, it was 30 shows, to yeah. nothing in the American League. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really matter. Never mind. Wow. Boomski. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Can you make an argument for why Zach Gallon's the Cy no. Young Award winner? No. Not unless you're adding postseason stuff to it. And you can't. Well, you can't. Because <laughs> the vote the bouts exactly. are turned in before the postseason starts. Exactly. Huh. I'm trying to see if there's any other weird voting. Like, Spencer Strider got a couple second-place votes. Just think, Spencer Strider didn't even end up in the final three. No. He was, I mean, by all accounts, it was Blake Snell and Spencer Strider, and then he had those, like, last two or three starts of the season. Yeah. Strider led the league in wins and in strikeouts. Yeah. And by, he led the league in strikeouts by a wide margin, by too. By a wide margin. He was also pretty close in, in whip. He had a better whip than Zach Gallon did. Do you want to if hear wondering. Bernie Wilson's votes? Sure. Our guy from the AP? Bernie. I mean, obviously he voted for Blake Snell first because he wasn't one that didn't. But then he went Spencer Strider. And then he went Zach Gallen, Logan Webb, and Justin Steele. Listen, I, I can't. When, I, when they announced the finalists, I was surprised that Strider wasn't in it and that Webb was in front of him. I didn't expect that. Um, so I'm not surprised to see that. If you watch... Strider pitched against the Padres the two times, you would have felt the same way. But you also could have said the same thing about Logan Webb because I don't know that the Padres ever did anything against Logan Webb. Boomski's got some serious defending himself to do here because, I mean, I'm looking at Zach Gallon. He's 17 and 9. Blake was 14 and 9. But if you're going to reward Zach Gallon for winning 17, then you should be voting for Spencer Strider, who won 20. If you're rewarding Zach Gallon because he had 210 innings pitched to Blake's 180, then you should vote for Logan Webb because Webb had more innings pitched than Zach Gallon. Right, 213. Every other category, not even Blake close. Snell crushes Zach Gallon. So it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, even this is, in, even this is in when the, the winning team part, he probably is my guess with Boomsi is going to go. I mean, but but in war. I mean, you know, my favorite statistic. Right, right. Blake Snell was a six, and Zach Gallon was a four point four. So it wasn't really even close there. I mean, it just wasn't close in really any category. I, I don't see this one. 
Here's a an interesting one for a second place vote that I never saw coming, but Corbin Burns got one second place vote, and that came from Bill Plunkett from the Orange County Register. Okay, um, I I don't know how you can vote Corbin I Burns mean, second. Corbin Burns was was having a good year for uh, when you have like a, a, a an obscure like vote like that, just like the second place vote for Strider, who wasn't even a finalist, like. Corbin Burns, it meant like he was like on the outskirts. I mean, he's one of the five, six pitchers you're talking about when I'll you're also this- say that Corbin Burns tied with Logan Webb for the NL lead in WHIP. Yeah, so I mean, he, he you can see that one point oh seven. Huh. So All right. There's Boomski, <laughs> you want to you want to call Antonio right no, now? No, I certainly don't. Put him on the air. I will never get back on our air if I call him right we now. Had, we will be remember? talking for the rest of this show. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you remember when J- Jacob Degrom won it again? I think he won like less than ten games, maybe. I think he won and, twelve, I think it was. And there was only one person who did not vote for Jacob Degrom, and it was uh, a local man. And I'm not going to say his name, but. Uh, he was on the a New York radio station, and they like attacked him on he the radio station. It, he, he defended it though. He defended. He was there. He came on the show. And, and I can tell it. you, I can tell you for a fact, Boomski would sit there and defend it as well. He wouldn't. He wouldn't back down now. I mean, don't think that for a second. He change his mind. Why do you call him Boomski? That's what he's known around. That's his nickname. That's his nickname, Boomski. Huh. Yeah, uh, DeGrom, by the way, when he won the Cy Young, had 10 wins one year, 11 the next year. Okay, so I was a little bit over. So he won 21 games and combined <laughs> and won two Cy Youngs. That's That shows you how different starting pitching is. No, like guys like Kodai Senga. Had a good year. But votes for third and fourth place? Like, does that really help you that you get a fourth place vote? No, but it, it, did it, I mean... Does it help you? What do you mean? Does it like, help like, you? like, like, in contract negotiations, if, you say I you was fourth felt, place. If you felt when you go in there and you tally up your vote, you felt like he was a third best pitcher. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, vote him in. Well, yeah. I'm glad that they post the names because that's really fun. It's I'm right up, it's right you up your alley. Like yeah. I, I really right wish they would. They were, there would have been. Meanwhile, Chris and I are like, ah, that's all right. We don't need to go there. He's like, imperative. I found the names. I got the names. I'm so Tony excited. Saw my, Tony saw my face just light up because I saw who did it. Scrappy went to his homepage, TMZ. Dun, dun, dun. You, uh, yeah. And you okay. came up with it. All right. Doom, all right. Doom, I went doom. to the BBWAAA. Or org. Yeah, they have their names on there. Good work by you, Scrabby. Did, that was pretty quick, too, man. You're a hound when it well, comes to tracking this stuff down. Well, I knew that it had the names had to be out there somewhere. Uh, in case you were wondering, Ron Washington was announced as uh, Angel's manager today. Officially. Officially. Well, he was, yeah, okay. Um, what can I tell you about a... A, a run, Ron Washington run team. They're going to be uber aggressive. I can tell you that. Yeah, and they certainly are going. They're going to work on the fundamentals. Ron's going to wave you in. He's going to wave you in. They're going to. They're going to run the bases hard. You, I don't know if you remember the Angels when they had their 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 run when they were a really good team. They're one of those teams that when you went to play them, whether you were at their place or they're at your place, outfielders were always on high alert because. The hmm. base running. They were just uber aggressive. If you made one mistake, they were taking the extra base. Shouldn't shouldn't every team kind of aspire to that? I think every team does aspire, but they were perfectly built. Okay. With like they the, could execute. With it. like the Sean Figgins, the, the right. David Eckstein. Like the, a guy like me, if I hit a ball into the gap and the guy bobbles it, 
probably still not trying for two. Right. Because I'm just so And slow. even if you are, you're going to clog up the bases. So they're not really, you're not going anywhere once you get there, you know? Um, all right. I'm going to have to set an alarm on my phone for our 5 p.m. name every single day. So I'm sorry to people out there for waiting for us to call oh, the name. Yeah. But here it is. Boom. It's time for the name of today's biggest fan. Today's biggest fan is Ruth Pharrell Delgado of San Diego. Ruth Pharrell Delgado of San Diego. Give us a call, 833-78. Wait, what? That's 288. Someone literally. Mm, they get you Ron Burgundy. All right. Take it easy. 833-288. Calm down, Andre Rublev. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, gosh. I just Don't played right into it. Crush yourself with a tennis racket. Uh, give us a call. I mean, how do you get the station number wrong in the copy? I mean, you know the station number, though. Give, that's why I stopped. I was like, man, that sounds weird. <laughs> give us a call. I'm sorry, Ruth Farrell Delgado of San Diego. You should give us a call right now at 833-288-0973 within the next 10 minutes to, to uh, register for the grand prize of 20 tickets to a 2024 Padres game in the Odyssey Suite to watch a Padres game with your friends and all of the fans' hosts. If you want a chance to have your name called to register for our grand prize, visit 97.3thefansd.com slash biggestfan today. Ruth Farrell Delgado. Of San Diego, 833-288-0973. Ten minutes starts now. How long is your how long is the Blake Snow audio? Three minutes. Oh, you three minutes. So you want, you want to play it now? Before we go to break, or you want to go to break? Actually, let's go to break. Let's go to break. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Here's some Blake Snell interviewed right after he won the Cy Young Award. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cy Young Award race. Blake Snell, uh, 28 of the 31st place votes. Boomski, one of the two that did not vote <laughs> for Blake Snell. Tony Gwynn Jr. is looking to track you down, Barry. So be on the lookout. Um, all right. Uh, Blake Snell, after he won the award. Uh, wasn't uh, thinking about the boom ski or anything else. He was just uh, very grateful, of course, to have won his second Cy Young. Uh, he was interviewed by the MLB Network uh, moments after the announcement was made. Here's a listen for you. 
Congratulations. What does a second Cy Young mean to you? Yeah, it means uh, the work I'm putting in is uh, it's paying off, it's working, and got to keep chasing it. So uh, being able to win another one is uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. Blake, you know, there's a guy that comes in in Atlanta, and he gives everybody a head start to freeze, right? And everybody tries to beat him. Is that kind of what you tried to do in June and July, let everybody else get ahead in the Cy Young race, <laughs> and then in August and September you just come and swoop in and take it away? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, it sounds good, but no, I mean, I try to dominate from the start. It just sometimes it doesn't go that way. You got to learn the game, learn yourself. And then, you know, as Pedro knows, you know, I mean, once you get in a rhythm and a groove, you can only, you can take it as far as you want. But it's all about how you're talking to yourself and, and what you're learning from every start. Well, Blake, uh, talking about rhythm and groove, uh, you know, I, I want to know, and I'm anxious to know, what was the turning point for you to actually uh, get so consistent at what you wanted to do? What was the turning point for you that you think helped you to become right now the Cy Young in the National League? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that kind of got me to this point. I would say... Um, there was one start, the, the start in Colorado this year, that kind of turned the page for me. And then when I faced Tampa again, um, I just went on a run after that. I felt so confident. I knew what I was doing. Um, and that start kind of just took off. And then every start past that just kind of kind of snowballed into in what made this season. Blake, it's Dan again. We had you on after one of your games late. <laughs> And you made a great statement. Greg and I were on MLB tonight, and you said you finally have come to terms with the fact that you're going to walk, guys. That, that's part of your game, but you're not going to let it upset you anymore. And I thought that was a big transformation. You accepted the kind of pitcher you are, and I think from that point on, you're like, okay, I'm going to walk some people, but I'm going to get some dudes out too. Yeah, I tried to be a pitcher that I wasn't, so I tried to – Oh, I can't walk, guys. And when I walked, you know, more than two, I'd get so mad at myself. Like, you're better than that. Stop doing this. And I was more worried on what other people were saying. Then I, I kind of just looked in the mirror and said, I know how good I am. And if I walk, guys, that's okay for me. I'm different. And I believe that I have such good stuff. And I know that one walk isn't going to – it's not going to end my, my success or end the game so by me doing that and understand I'm different, but I'm really good at being different, um, that confidence kind of took over, and, and then I became the pitcher that I am uh, today and striving to be moving forward. That is uh, Blake Snell. Sounds like Blake. That's our guy, yeah. Welcome to interviewing Blake Snell. <laughs> he thinks it through before he answers, you know, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to get him hyped up. Pretty hard to get Blake Snell hyped up. I no. mean, I, I don't know what his blood pressure is, Tony, but it's probably pretty low. That's it, pretty insightful, right? Like, yeah, the walks have been something that we've talked about since he he arrived, and the only difference is the walks didn't change this year. Clearly, he led the league in walks. Yeah, ninety nine of them. The difference was he stopped caring about it, and, right? And, and believed just went that to it, the next hitter. It was you know who reminds me of it, and not in the same week since I don't know Greg Maddox ever um, walked, led the league in walks. No, but how he felt about walks was that it didn't matter. Like you got on first, I'm gonna leave you stranded there. I'll leave you there. I'll anyway. make the pitches I need to, and that's pretty much what what Blake did in 2023. 
Yeah. I, I, I just the statistic that blows me away the most is hits allowed for Blake Snell and uh the starts he made after May nineteenth. He allowed four, three, two, three, two, three, three. He really stunk in this game. He allowed seven. Then one, three, five, two, four, four, two, three, a six. And then two, three, five, one, oh, four. There's a lot of two, three, and fours in there. Unreal. And just think about that from a standpoint of the other side. They're going in, they know. They can't get it. They they know, listen, whatever opportunity that is is there, we 100% have to cash it in. Yeah, if he does walk a couple, we better do something. One of those three hits has to come when that happens. We can't have it any other way. Yeah, and nobody did that. (laughs) I kept waiting kind of for it to come back and, you know, affect him, some of the walks. And the the other thing that stood out. Just didn't happen. The other thing that stood out was the honesty in in the starts, right? Because I remember that Colorado start in Colorado. He went there. He had struggled there pitched really well but the start against Tampa was probably his cleanest start all season long like he was all four pitches were working it was clear that he was you know it was an emotional day for him he's pitching against his old team yeah a team that he has you know publicly spoke of how much it it affected him when he was traded out of there Um, and he pitched well and from that point on you could turn out the lights because it was it was a wrap 12 of his last 16 starts, he did not allow a single home run. In the four games that he did allow a home run, he allowed just one. I mean, the guy was just impossible to hit, and uh, that's why he won the Cy Young. Boomski. <laughs> All right. so, I don't know if people... I love Barry Bloom, so I can get away with you know piling on. I, I've known him as about probably as long as Tony, if yeah, not longer. I've known so him since I was a kid. I told you I broke, his, with him, I broke so. his window. Remember, I was telling the story oh, about spring training. Yes, that's the window I, okay. I, I broke playing uh, with the rag ba- rag ball. Well, you know, I I don't know if we alerted the people as to Barry Bloom being the guy, but I'm just seeing all over X right now the this is the guy, and I saw someone quote tweet and say Barry Bloom sounds like the guy or the the fake name of a guy who didn't want to be found out. No, it's not. And I and I and I promise you all, Barry is not backing down from this at all. So <laughs> no, I hope you brought your lunch. And he's a wonderfully nice man. He is. So he's a to, good man. just take it easy. All right, Snell got the award. Doesn't matter See? how he got it. See what Scraby Thanks started. to Scraby for starting a, a firestorm. TMC. Now. Probably going to have need security at Boomski's residence now in the uh, well, Arizona I don't want that area. to happen. Oh, this is what you the can you opened up, buddy. You've opened up this uh, can of whoop ass. <laughs> wow. Nice going. Stone Cold just ran in here and ran out. Um, <laughs> jabronis. I, <laughs> I really think that it's probably in the best interest of the writers, like you guys said, for it not to be published. It's, it's a little too late no, now, now that you've gone. It, yeah. No, I don't think. You should publish. Oh, here's the name. No, 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 no. I'm okay with reading the name, but I don't think that they should publish it he because said, you wouldn't publish it. You just don't read them. There's crazy people out You're there hilarious. everywhere. He said I'm okay with reading the name. Yes, but that is so funny. You are really comical. If it's on the internet and it's legal. You're, 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 you're going to find it. it. You are going to find it. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, step aside here, bottom of the hour, check out uh, how things are um, coming along in the NBA or so when we come back and our interview of the day. So it's uh, Gwen and Chris Wednesday until 6. 
535 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravey. Last segment of the day, Draymond Green. He has been handled. Five-game suspension for the headlock of Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert actually had some good chatter after the game in terms of Draymond. Um, He he basically said anytime Steph Curry is not playing, who was on the in-street clothes at the time, uh, basically Draymond doesn't want to play those games, so he does his best to get ejected. Uh, He Uh. he, he did that without even a uh, shot being taken by his team. Zero zero. zero, zero. And he had the guy in a headlock. Yeah. That is I'm pretty not wild. Lie. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't mind seeing Rudy Gobert in a headlock, man. The guy he, started COVID. He, he, he did. He started COVID. He was, put him in a headlock for all of us. Started COVID. And he's kind of a dirty, kind of a dirty player. Uh, see, I didn't know that about him. Yeah, he does. He's, he's like, what is it? Like, what? He's the elbows, ah. you know, a lot of that going he's on. He's the guy that says, I didn't do nothing. Right. It is, yeah. You know, his elbows bleeding. Most of the players say I didn't. <laughs> Most of the players say that, by the no, way. That's true. That's You're kind right. of a kind of yeah. thing, right? You know who was quite famous for that when I was covering basketball? Eldon Campbell. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh. He never fouled anybody? Not once. <laughs> Not that I recall. Watch an old Laker game from the 80s. Kareem will not ever raise his hand and acknowledge a foul. He won't give you one of these ones. It was not me. too often. No. <laughs> you don't More see that foul. very often now. No, once you know, in a you while. You know when you see it? When the star guy has two, and they don't want him to get his third. Just some rando some other guy will 50 raise his feet hand. away yeah. and put his I hand I did up. it. It was me. Yeah. It never works. <laughs> it does. Referee almost is like. you got to be a rookie whatever. ref to fall for that one. <laughs> for not, that's falling for the banana in the tailpipe right there. definitely falling for the banana yeah. in the tailpipe. Um, I mentioned to you guys the Angels uh, had their press conference for Ron Washington. It sounds like the Angels are going to be active in free agency. And. Listen, if they're not bringing Otani back, they got some space to do it a little bit. Yes. But uh, they uh, have not been successful. How is Mike Trout's health these days? That's a good question. I was actually thinking about that on the drive down here today. You were thinking about Mike Trout's health on the drive down here. I actually was. Why do I not believe that? Oh, no. I was thinking about Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and I was like, what if the Padres traded for Mike Trout and, you know, traded Soto to the Angels? And I was just thinking of crazy scenarios. But but then again, I'm like, is Mike Trout, like, if I'm a team, do I want to take that chance on Mike Trout that he's going to play more than 120 games a year? I don't think I would trade Juan Soto for Mike Trout straight up. Well, not straight up. I mean, there would have to be other things. There would be more? But Mike Trout's the greatest baseball player in the history of the game. (laughs) How old is Mike now? 31? 30s. Um, I mean, who's more likely to play a full season? Juan Soto is by a yeah. long shot. He played 162 this year. He did. So He was born in 91, so he is 32. 32. Mike Trout. August 7th, 1991. Best player ever. How many MVPs does he have? Oh, three. I thought you had his name up there. He won three MVPs? He Seems won. like he won it every year for about a decade there. It's not that easy to find the stat. He won one, two, yeah, three. He was in the top five of the MVP balloting one, two, three, four, five, six, nine years in a row. He wow has been that's pretty this, impressive. Mike Trout. Is I hate the to reason, say it, that's pretty impressive. I, whether I give him a hard time or not, I was about to say, that's pretty impressive. Mike Trout is the reason why Chris Ello hates war. <laughs> hates yes, war. he's a war guy. Right, he's the greatest <laughs> war statistic guy ever. But because of that, he finished second, second, first, second, first, fourth, second, first. 
That is kind of crazy. Wow. Actually. And he won Silver Slugger. Silver so Slugger. So yeah, he was only second or wor- he was worse than second once in seven years. But the, the reality Man. is when he's healthy. He's that good. They're, but they're, here's they're, the thing. They're a lot better. Last year he if played they, 82 games. The year before he played a decent amount, 119. Then he played 36 games before that. So in the last three years of his career, he's only played more than 100 games Give me games the numbers once. before that. Uh, the 2020 season, so 60-game season, 53. But before that, it was 134, 140, 114, and then in the 150s. Well, but the eight years that he was in the top four of the MVP, he played, he played, played a lot of games. Yeah. So, but do know. you think if you're a team that – I mean, that has to come into your mind, right? I can't trade for Mike Tracking that he's going to play – is, is is injury a part of his game, like Brian Cashman says about John Carl Stanton? If he was left up to Brian Cashman, he'd be saying that for sure. <laughs> Most likely. I don't know. Uh, I, it, it's hard to – I could. I, I would never say never because in this game you can't, but it's hard to see Mike Trout in a different uniform. I don't know that he wants to go. He seems – he seems pretty. How about content. to the Phillies? Because the only other uniform I've ever seen him in is a Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles uniform. Yeah, yeah. He's like the biggest <laughs> Eagles fan ever. I, I mean, he would fit in with that group because he wouldn't have to. He could just blend. It seems like Mike is cool with just going, showing up to work, playing baseball. Yeah, that's what he would. That's like. what he wants to do. The uh, he, uh, the Phillies, not the Eagles. The Phillies could use a center fielder. By the way, the young God. guy they had out there in the uh, playoffs wasn't quite ready. Yeah, Rojas. I don't or know. Something. I don't know if they got the bag. If they have any more money left, to, they can't to, to possibly bring him have in. too much left. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a scary, scary line. Oh, that would be crazy. You batting basically Bryce Harper, who's left-handed, and then throw uh, Mike Trout in front or behind him, who's right-handed. Trey that's, Turner. That's a, that's a nasty Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Oh, don't boy. forget Nick Castellanos and Castellanos went like zero for thirty to end the. Uh, playoff he did with he, like 25 he was, strikeouts he was, it was like, one of the great slumps of all time it was like he was like 30 for 30 just before that yes point, just he before was like that the hottest he, dude you're on right wasn't he, he like from, one of the only guys to hit two home runs in back-to-back games in the playoffs something like that because a, a reporter asked him or didn't ask him made a oh, statement he, he was said, like is, is there, there a question, question? <laughs> <laughs> that's right he was, he he was like, thank you for telling me that <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh check a little traffic if you missed our uh, conversation with John Morsey earlier, uh, you'll get a chance to hear it here. Here's some traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. MLB Network, one of the best in the biz, joins us. John, how are you? How's your offseason? It's, it's about to start heating up here, I get the sense. Indeed, Tony and Chris, and uh, great to be with you today. It's, it was a busy week at the general management meetings last week, certainly. Uh, and, and obviously, congratulations to Blake Snell tonight on, on the Cy Young. And certainly want to mention my, my prayers are with uh, the Padres fans and the side of their family on uh, Peter's passing yesterday. Just a a huge loss for the San Diego community and, and for all of baseball. So I just want to let everybody know I'm, I'm thinking of them uh, here today. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We we appreciate that, John. I'll, I'll start there. I mean, obviously the passing uh, of Peter Seidler yesterday came as a, a shock to most of everybody in the baseball community. What was your sense of, of how he was regarded around the league? 
beloved, really and truly beloved. Uh, and I, I say that that there's not many owners that you would necessarily describe as as universally beloved among peers. Everybody in the game, that was his reputation. He just uh, in a very competitive game in a very competitive sport. He he found that grace and that human connection, empathy. I know my friend Alden Gonzalez used that word uh, yesterday, and it's just a perfect description for Peter Sider, someone who I think saw the human side of of the game, saw the game as an opportunity to to have a platform to better the world and certainly better their community. And all that he did for the uh, those uh, I think at, at risk in San Diego and those less fortunate just. I think an example of a citizen. And I think that when you look back at, at the people to me, Tony, who are most beloved in the game and, and owners that, that do the best with, with that, with that title and, and, and with that privilege of, of being an owner in major league baseball, it's those who really regard the citizenship, the citizenship aspect of the job and the role most, uh, I think most sacred above all. I think about David Montgomery in Philadelphia and Mike Illich in Detroit and Peter Seidler is in that very same category for me of someone who has just impacted the game so greatly as thinking of baseball as a vehicle to better an entire community and the lives of people. And, and I, I told the story yesterday, it was about a year ago, I was there for the winter meetings, of course, and in between not getting Aaron Judge and then signing Xander Bogarts, Peter had invited me over to Petco to just have a chat in the in his office and was just so at ease and optimistic and comfortable. And we're just talking baseball and having a great conversation. And, and it was a few hours later that he signed Xander Bogart. I think that to me is, is Peter Seidler. He could be so, so mellow and just at ease and conversing with you. And then a few hours later, uh, send the industry buzzing with a signing. That was just him easygoing, understated in so many ways. uh, But then had that absolute drive to make his team the best it could be. And, I think if if you're a baseball fan and you could pick anybody to be the owner of your team, it would be Peter Seidler. That's that's the way that he ran the organization and represented the city. And uh, I think for all those reasons, yeah, I'm certainly personally sad, and I know the whole industry is because of just what he meant to so many people. Very well said, John. Uh, John Morosi is with us from the MLB Network. And, of course, uh, I, I think all of us in San Diego feel like it's a little too soon to look ahead and – you know, discuss everything that's going to you know be a result of his passing. But typically, is this you know figure to be a bit of a difficult time for the Padres, or is this something you think that they're going to be able to smoothly transition to? Well, I, I think it's certainly going to be difficult. There's there's no way to I think understate that uh, it's it's uh, I think a, a massive loss for the for the franchise when you just think about what he did to to inspire and and really power this team when you think about where they were a year ago um and beating the dodgers in the in the national league division series and just what a what a boost that was for the community as, as both of you know so well and so i think that 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 presence and that drive to win and to spend whatever you can spend to get there and and do it that 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 really can't be replaced to be honest with you it just it can't and i i think that that will have to be something that the padres uh, speak about uh, in certainly in, in the weeks that come. Obviously, they've got a very strong um, team president there, and Eric. And, and certainly, I know how important the Padres were to the side of their family and and Peter's wife, Sheila. Certainly, so there's just a lot to to work through. But to the to the question of of where they're at, and obviously 
making a big decision on, on a manager here uh, at, at this time and, and planning for your off season, there's, there is certainly a lot that is uncertain. I think that's the, the best that I think anybody could say from a objective standpoint here is that the, the organization is entering a period of great uncertainty. And I think that's that uh, to, to, to speculate too much about what that means for the payroll number. Yeah. We know, of course, there was already, uh, when you go back to last week and previous to that, plenty of conversation about Juan Soto. I think there's certainly a chance that, um, and maybe even a good chance, that Juan's not in the ball club uh, when next year begins. But I, I do think that that is the Juan Soto piece is one player in one year that, that we're talking about. There's a, certainly a, a larger conversation about what the franchise uh, will look like operationally and, and, and where they go. And I think it's, it's to your point, it's just probably a little too soon to really know. Other than to say it's, it's one of the teams that I think faces a, a profound level of uncertainty as, as they begin the offseason. Yeah, I don't think there's any question, John. Typically, these type of things happen. There's a, somewhat of a freeze. You can't really make moves. Uh, but as you said, we'll wait to see how this kind of all unfolds. You talked about leaving the GM meetings and, and how hectic. What did you come away from the GM meetings thinking in terms of what this free agency class is going to look like? Who's going to be active uh, in it? Well, Tony, it's a great question. And I think first and foremost, uh, if you are the, the the GM, or let's put it this way, if you are the agent representing some free agent starting pitchers, this is a great year for mm. you. <laughs> because uh, whether it's Yoshinobu Yamamoto or, or the newly minted Cy Young Award winner of, of the National League and, and Blake Snell, who's a free agent, uh, you've got Sonny Gray's a free agent, Aaron Noah's a free agent, they're, they're entering a time where, think about the number of teams, Tony, even – look at the World Series, even a team like the Diamondbacks, or, or even, for that matter, the Rangers, who, who did not have uh, a full complement of starters all postseason long. And then you go back and think about the Phillies and then the Dodgers, who barely uh, were even competitive against the Diamondbacks in the first round. The Yankees, who didn't even make the, the, the playoffs. The Cardinals, who had one of their worst seasons ever, at least in, in, in the last 25 years. And it was because of starting pitching. So, we saw in so many different ways, Tony, and part of it is the way the game is managed and, yeah. and the way the rosters are built, but there just wasn't enough starting pitching. And now, all of a sudden, this great class of free agent starters has hit. So I think that, that to me, whenever the first, first big-time free agent signs the starting pitcher, Tony, the, the reaction with the numbers is going to be, oh, my gosh. Mm. And then there's, then there's going to be a scramble of, of the GMs that are saying, I better sign the next person or the price tag is only going to go up higher. So I think that's, that's where I think a lot of the emotion is going to be uh, to where some of, the, some of the potential trades on the pitching side, mm-hmm. Shane Bieber is one name to watch there, Dylan Cease as well. I think that's going to be more towards the new year and, and after the, the free agent market sips through as opposed to the, the position players for me, are the exact opposite, where you've got, I think, not as many um, of the high-end position players. Obviously, Shohei Otani's in the category unto himself, and Bellinger had a great year. But after those two, there's a lot of flaws with, with the free agent position players, which is why I think there is such interest in the trade market instead with names like Juan Soto and Pete Alonso. I think headlining what's going to be a very intriguing trade market for position players. 
John uh, Morosi, MLB Network, is with us talking some baseball here. Uh, Blake Snell, uh, as mentioned, uh, just announced a, a few moments ago as the NL Cy Young Award winner. But uh, you touched on Juan Soto, and uh, I don't think anybody's a hundred percent sure where this is all going to go. What would you be more inclined to do? You think if you're the Padres, John? I mean, they do have some holes now. I mean, with Snell being a free agent, Hader being a, uh, a free agent, and, uh, and and Waka and Lugo both uh, opting out, and you know some sp- some space at the DH position. Juan Soto, it seems like in a trade could fill a bunch of those holes. Or would you be more inclined to just say, you know what, let's just keep him and get as much as we can out of it? Well, it's it's a very fair question. I I think when you look at where the organization is, how many prospects they gave up to get him, which that was a significant price to pay. The Nationals right now, as we speak, are thrilled with what they got in that in that trade. They really are. Um, and, and the Padres, we all understood why they made the deal at the time. You you really, unless you're the Dodgers or the Yankees, maybe even the Red Sox it's difficult to go for it every year. And unfortunately for the Padres, they, they, they now have a lot of money committed to, to players that were a little bit inconsistent or injured in, in 2023. And so you, when you look at it objectively and you see the, the Diamondbacks, you've got the reigning NL champs in your division. You've got the Dodgers in your division, who, by the way, they have a tremendous capacity to spend right now because yeah. they've got so many free agents who have left. And now they're going to be able to, I think, and it's not just Otani, they're going to be able to flex their might in a lot of different ways with respect to the marketplace. So when you add up all of these considerations here, I don't see the Padres as they're currently constituted being a favorite to win the division. And if the quickest way that you can both save some money and get your team a little bit younger and a little more flexible back on your roster I, I think trading Soto fits that description. Now, I'll say this, not just because I'm, I'm standing outside my beautiful home state of Michigan right now, uh, but, but Jacob Marcy, who is the MVP of the Arizona Fall League yeah. and is from Michigan, a really good athlete, played at Central Michigan University. Um, he was the AFL, the AFL MVP, had a great year there. He is really athletic, a lot of really good tools. He's not Juan Soto, clearly, at least not yet. But uh, I think that, that with him, the Padres have someone that is, uh, that is, I believe, close to being major league ready. And so I'm sure they'd want to get back at least one younger uh, everyday player if they move Soto in addition to some pitching. But I, I would say that internally, the way that Marcy played in the last six weeks in the fall league winning MVP honors, that says something. It says that he's, that he's close and he's ready. And I, I do think that at least in some parts of the roster, you move the, if you're coming off a disappointing year and you need to, to maybe get the payroll right-sized uh, relative to where it's been in the past, you probably can't trade Manning. You probably can't trade Tatis. You're probably not going to trade Musgrove. Uh, I think that the, the best thing you could probably do is, is move Soto because, to your point, you've got to find a way to replace a closer and replace an, an ace pitcher who just won the Cy Young. That is very challenging to do in one off season. Very good. John Morosi, a terrific guy. Uh, very nice of him to come on. And uh, some wonderful things that he uh, added about Peter Seidler, uh, kind of picking back on everything you guys all said yesterday on our program. I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, today's get-together. If you missed our interview with Kerry Walsh Jennings, 
That was uh, fun. Got a lot of compliments on that, just saying it's very exciting for San Diego. She yeah. sounded really excited about it. She she terrific yeah. interview. And it, and it was, uh, you kind of learned a little bit about the league a little bit, too. Yes, so. it was. Uh, an Olympic legend on the program earlier. You can always go back. Odyssey app, 97.3thefansd.com. All right, we're back tomorrow. Uh, Gwen and Chris, NFL Pick'em, among other things, starting at 2 o'clock. So don't be late, or Scraby will hit himself over the knee with a racket. For Tony, for Scraby, I'm Chris. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.